Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm back flying solo this week, but this week I have a guest. I have Gloria Guadalupe, uh, who I met through Instagram. I, I love her mindset. Peace of mind is what we're talking about. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm back uh, without a co-host this week, but I have a, a special guest, uh, Gloria Guadalupe, who I met through Instagram. Uh, we have a, a common friend, a mutual friend, uh, and I saw her post and, and loved a lot of the positivity on there. And I'm going to start with a quick story because it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about. And it's basically just peace of mind and being happy. Uh, I was told this story about two women uh, years ago, probably a little over 20 years ago. And there was this one woman that lived her life as a princess. And she had all the money that she needed, lived in a palace. The world watched her every move, but she wasn't really that happy. And then there was another woman that the world knew what she was doing. And she had like no money at all. And she lived in poverty. And the first one was much more famous, although we did keep an eye on the two of them. And they actually died about a week apart from each other. The first person is Princess Diana. The second person is Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. And this goes on. Uh, Gloria, you mentioned how you left the world of law being a lawyer um, just to find something that that wasn't your passion. It didn't make you happy. Um, so explain what you what you decided to go and do that, I mean, fills your soul and, and makes you more happy. I love your story, by the way. Yeah, I'll never forget that one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've always admired Mother Teresa a lot because of that, no? So, well, thank you for having me here, first of all. Yes, thank you. And I'm very happy to be sharing my story and all of our conversations that are very interesting always. So basically, as I was a lawyer, I, now I'm realizing this, this was eight years ago, but, or nine years ago, but I'm, I was very depressed. I'm, now I'm realizing that I was depressed. At that time, I just thought that there was something wrong with me. Like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I was very good at what I was doing. I was, I already had my, was the success that we can call it, if we can call it success. I was being successful in what I was doing. I was very good at what I was doing and I was simply not happy. And at that time I started, I got sick. So I started with a, an alternative way of eating and an alternative way of healing myself. And I started practicing yoga and eating differently. And I feel like that cleared my mind and I was able to come a release the life that I was having. And that's how I came here to Tulum to heal myself or to understand myself in another way. Right. Yeah, so the listeners know you're, you're in Mexico. Uh, well, yeah. So I used to do my law life in Mexico city and after quitting my job, I decided to go to Tulum. I didn't know why. I was just ready to experience something different. But you know, when you decide, you decide something that you actually don't know why are you deciding that? And in your mind, it doesn't sound logic to quit the amazing job that you have and the success that you already have built and to become a 
hippie on the beach, you know? But that's what I had to do. That, that's what I was longing for. And I just didn't think about it. I just followed my heart. Now I'm realizing that it was my heart that was speaking before that I was just like, no, I'm a rebel. I just want to do something different. But it all took me to here to start knowing more of like who I am and what is that I want and start questioning myself in a full spectrum. Right, because I really feel that as a society, we're taught what to do, how to do it, the accurate, accurate formula, etc. And it doesn't fit for, for, I think for most of us. I think right. we're very different. We're all very different and unique. So it's important that we all find, each one of us find what is accurate for us, no? Well, that's from a work standpoint. You've heard if, if you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. So for the people that wake up and, and you'll see the things about if you're, my brother made a comment one time that if you're looking forward to the weekend, you have the wrong job. I mean, if you're looking forward to always finishing that work week, and obviously we all want our days off, um, but like today, I mean, here in the United States, it's Monday, it's Memorial Day, it's a holiday. I mean, everyone's off from work, but I went and worked. I had a, a coaching job to do. I was at the gym at seven in the morning to, to train a client. I was out at a resort to do a private archery lesson. So I love what I do. And that was the same thing with me. I had worked in a machine shop for nearly 25 years and I was good at what I did. I love working my hands. I love troubleshooting, being mechanical, but it wasn't me. I, I needed to work with people. I needed to help people. I needed to get out of there. And similar to you, it's, I mean, are we nuts to leave the stability of, I mean, obviously even on lawyer, we said before we started recording, I mean, those big dollar jobs, the doctor, the lawyer, I mean, potentially that's where you would make the most income and have everything else. But is that really what's going to make you happy? And if you're miserable going into the office all the time, the dollar doesn't mean anything. See, you can value your time, right? If you spend a full hour on the traffic or two hours on the traffic to get to a job to do eight hours, maybe most of the hours you're just like sitting on the desk without really. Um, developing all these aspects of us this is what i'm discovering that we're so magnificent there is so much that we can do and discover in us and create and if we're just like stick to one thing and specifically a thing that is not making us happy our souls are repressed and sad and i feel like this is a part of why we're here right now in this time of life where there's a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, because we're not really fulfilling what our soul wants. We're just living to pay bills, living to earn money, to pay the bills, to buy things that we don't need. And there's a cycle and it's like the rat race. We're constantly there. So how can we shift that? How can we be more into what what we truly want and because there's so much influence outside and so much stimulants we don't even get to hear what we truly want we're just constantly paying attention to the other people's opinion and what we should do and follow the person that is successful for you and, and instead of you like going deep inside i feel there's there's a, a great opportunity when you decide to look deep inside so now, have you had people mention to you that you look better, that you 
look more relaxed, that you seem happier since you've left the corporate world? Claro, everybody. Just check this out. I was 28 when I was a lawyer and people thought I was 34. (laughs) Oh my God. So imagine how I was. And now that I'm 36, people think that I'm 30 or less so i'm doing something good no yeah, so it, so it it definitely changed your your physical appearance you don't look worn down you don't look tired and that's that's the same thing with me i've had so many people say i sound so much better i look so much better and again i didn't dislike what i did and and there were multiple reasons why i had left that that company um, it wasn't just one thing, but it was all these things that built on me. And then, like I've mentioned on the podcast uh, a little over a year ago, I had to have a stent put in. I had a, a 99.9% blockage in an artery. And that kind of just woke me up that, why am I doing this and not? And like I say, you can fail at anything. You can So why not potentially fail at trying something you love? I mean, if, if you can fail at something you don't like, or you can fail at something you you enjoy, at least try the one you enjoy. And, and then there's always, there's, like you said, if you ever got stuck, you can very easily go back to law and, and pay your bills. If I ever got stuck, I could go back to that shop and, and get a job there again and, and pay my bills. But it's, it's much better the way I'm doing it. And you're in a much better situation the way you're doing it. And the universe loves us. The universe only wants to see us thrive. Call it God, call it universe, call it a supreme force. Whatever is making your heart beating right now, life itself loves us. The thing is that when we are taking decisions from the heart, which means that we're not taking it fear-based, right? There's a difference when you're doing it out of like like, like your heart and your love and when you're doing it out of fear. So when we're taking a decision right out of love everything will flow so that we can keep on thriving that's life it's like the birds they are not thinking oh i'm gonna do a nest so that i can have a little birdie and then no they're just doing it they're focusing the whole day i've been i'm i'm speaking about the birds because i have a nest right in front of me and they have been building that nest for over a month and every day they are working hard to build that nest they're not questioning if they should build a nest, right? They're just doing it. It's what they need to do. Same us. When we are paying attention to our soul, things will unfold. There's no right or wrong. There's no failure. It's just trials. It's just trying new things. And I feel like once we get that fear and, and the failure out of the equation, we can open ourselves more to experience, right? Oh, very much so. And and like you said, going back to that, just that peace of mind and not having the stress. And I mean, you mentioned it and people say you, you look younger. So you were worn down doing the other thing. I mean, I obviously, I I ended up in the hospital, so that must've worn me down. I mean, I got to give family history part credit to it, but, and would things have been better if I was less stressed doing this, making this move four or five years ago, as opposed to a year ago. And it definitely makes a difference when you're doing something you love and you enjoy what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Now, now you have these retreats that you've set up. Now, are these retreats to show other people how to kind of evaluate their life and and make a similar change? Well, yeah, basically 
the, the, the thing with the retreats, so I've been doing retreats for, well, since I arrived here first organizing them and now I'm creating the content and basically it's sharing from my own experience what has served me, what, I've, what I think is like a step-by-step -step guidance on how to start listening to yourself and creating a sustainable way of you creating your own path, right? Because there's, in my own experience and what I share is that you are your own healer, you are your own creator. I can facilitate a space for you to realize this, but it's very important that you realize that you are your own God, that you are the one that is creating the whole experience for you. This is very important, right? So there's no one responsible except you. So owning your decisions, owning your life. So this is basically what I'm doing here in Tulum, um, either with uh, individuals or, or um, couples retreat, or even in a group retreat, we work on different steps. So first of all is realizing where you are and how do you feel with the current life that you have? What are the things that you are already ready to let go of? Like either situations, persons, addictions, habits, because it's about looking at yourself in a whole spectrum. So there's, it's not only about meditating. It's not only about practicing yoga. It's the way that you eat, the way you speak to yourself, the way you sleep, the way you relate to others the things that you let in your inner world from the external world it everything influences who you are and most importantly is the connection that you can have with yourself and how to um, cultivate it in your daily life so the first thing that we do is we observe where we are and what are we ready to let go then the second step is creating a fucking incredible purge, a catharsis, because we need to break, you know, in order to really realize, okay, you need to die. This is why death is so important. And we're constantly dying. So it's important to die and let certain aspects of you to die. And then from that space, when you die, when you allow things to die, there's space, right? If you're full, if you, all, if you have all these responsibilities and obligations and things that you need to do and I need to be better, blah, 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 and you have all this stress and like so much shit that you're carrying, you need to release it so that then you can create. It's like a blank canvas, no? I speak a lot about the blank canvas. You want to have a blank canvas so that then you can create the next phase of your life. If you have all these things inside of you and all these conversations about who you are and who you need to be and blah, 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 then you're not capable of creating that space. So this is what we do here. We create the space and that's what we die. And then after we die, we come back to the heart and we, well, we do everything from the heart, but we give more space to the heart to express. And we all do, we do this by different practices like yoga and breath work and uh, like intuitive dynamics and 
self-expression. And sometimes, I mean, I have a, a, a beautiful team that works with me too. So through healthy eating, this is very important. Healthy eating, having a nice uh, time to sleep. Silence is my number. Bueno, my first one is breath, but my second is silence. How often do we experience silence? How often do we contemplate and do nothing? It's very hard to stay still. So this is primordial for the for the retreat, for the practice itself. So I'm always going to recommend people to do silence. Normally, after dying, we do the silence. And the whole thing shifts because in silence, you realize what you are creating. In silence, you can listen to the monkey mind you can listen to your conversations, but you can also allow your inner wisdom to come out and guide you. You mentioned that blank canvas. I use the analogy of a health tripod. We got the physical, mental, and emotional. And a lot of that touched into that where, and you mentioned eating right, and you mentioned the breath work and the meditation, the yoga, and, and how all those overlap that sometimes we do go so strict on that one aspect of our overall health. And yeah, maybe we exercise and we eat well, but that's all we do. But then we're not concerned about our, our mental and, and emotional health where sitting in silence, I mean, I love to go backpacking. I'll go in the woods. So when you talk about sitting in silence, there's a couple spots on the Appalachian Trail, famous trail that runs up the East Coast of the United States. It runs through Connecticut where I live. And I have a two mile hike that gets me away from the road. I mean, I'm only two miles away from civilization, but I'm so deep into a valley next to a river that you can't hear any man-made sounds. So I'm personally silent, but all I hear is the wind going through the trees, the sound of the river. And I love nothing better to go out to a place like that and just sit and relax. And, and if, it, if I know it's going to be nice, I don't even bring a tent. I sleep in a hammock and just lay there and look at the stars and, and to be able to reset, and you said you like silence, and, and my thing is like the importance of rest, to rest our body, to rest our mind, to rest our hearts, and to go out and just get away from everything and get that rest in. Yeah. How does that feel? How do you feel after doing that experience? Uh, I, I feel great. I, I do it as, as much as I can. I mean, we're finally getting into the weather where I can start getting up there. And I mean, I'll just there'll be a day on a Friday. I'll just send my wife a text saying, Hey, I'm sleeping in the woods. And I'll go grab my gear and take a drive up there and sleep in the woods. She's happy. She gets the whole bed for the night and can spread out. And I come home Saturday morning. I mean, I can do this whole thing in a 12 to 14 hour trip. I mean, go out, leave here at four or five o'clock at night and I can be back home by 9am the next day. And so it's, but it's just enough to get that reset, to hit the reset switch. And, and it is, if, it feels great. And when I've gotten people to go backpacking with me and see what it's like to be in nature and, and to see I mean, the sunsets or the sunrise, just being out there, it's amazing. And also because you're surrounded by nature, no? Yeah, I love being outdoors. This is something that it's very important that we forgot that we are nature too. And we recharge through the mother. And 
obviously on the podcast, they can't see it, but I mean, there's, there's what I wake up to. I mean, that's my sleeping bag inside the tent, my feet. You can't really see the sun with the glare on the screen, but and I literally, I literally have the sun rising between my toes, sleeping in the tent. And I mean, that's on actually on my father's property. My father's got 140 acres. So there's nights when I go up there and I say, eh, I'm sleeping outside and bring me to the top of the mountain. I set up my tent and I walk down the hill for breakfast, but it's again out there. And that's the view. I mean, why wouldn't you want that? It's important. So now on the couples retreat, is it meant for, is it more of a group setting or is it meant for the couples to learn how to interact with each other? What, what exactly is entailed in, in the couples one? We work on, on two aspects with couples retreats, individual aspect and then the partner relationship, right? Um, I like doing these retreats with my friend Maripili. Uh, she's a very beautiful and incredible um, sex therapist. So I'm more focused on the individual part because I, I, I truly believe that in order for you to have a, a, a relationship, let's say a loving relationship right now, um, first of all, you need to be in love with yourself so that then you can share with others, whatever it is, whoever it is in your office or in a loving relationship, the most important thing that you can do for you and for the world is to cultivate your own love to yourself. Right. Yeah, you can't put two pieces together if one piece is broken. Total, exactly. So I'm, I'm more on the side of like working on the individual aspect and she will work on the couples and the communication, right? Because speaking of like all these things that we, or all the aspects of, of, of the self, one of them, very important, is expression. The way you speak to yourself, the way you speak to others, and the fact that we're constantly afraid of speaking our truth. And so we, because we don't communicate with honesty, there are a lot of assumptions created, and this is how you base your reality and the way you see the other person based on your own assumptions on what the other person would think or the, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's no clear channel between two persons. So in my own life, I'm cultivating constantly the clear channel. This is how I like to call it, no? Between you and me, there's a space. And this space, I want it to be clear so that I can be able to see and feel you completely. And so that you can see me. When there are miscommunication, lies, things that you haven't said, blah, blah, blah. It's like you put clouds in front of you and the other person. So you're not able to see them, nor you allow yourself to let, be, to let yourself be seen. So it's very important. So we, do, we, we use different dynamics between uh, breathing exercises and ways of expression and meditations and the other exercises that will come in the moment because that's also the thing i plan the retreat right i i say like okay we're going to do this 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 but the reality it's always so I, it, it always follows a prog a program but i'm always available to change yeah, it, it, it could flow it could flow in different ways 
it you, always you, you could flip flop different steps because of the way it's going i mean that's like right. when i played in a band you have your set list and if all of a sudden the next song is going to be a slow song but you don't want to lose the audience it's like flip flop it keep it a fast song or right. yeah so it, it always has to and, and communication is big for me i know we've done a couple episodes on that and that's everything whether it's a business relationship a friendship relationship or an intimate relationship communication is huge I and mean, how you say it what you say when you say it um, keeping both sides instead of just hearing something to react you'd have to listen understand it and then respond and it's it is a tough thing I mean especially when I mean if you're in a bad mood or it's just a bad day or you're in an argument I and mean, sometimes things move too fast and the communication breaks down. And, and that is a very big thing to learn how to communicate with people. Mm, yeah. And especially because we're so taught to being right and wanting to prove our point. And a very important part of the retreats and what we work on is humbleness, no? Or how to be humble and how to accept that there's, you're a human in progress. We're all learning. We all have flaws. We all have our things to work on. So knowing that you're not going to be always right, that you don't know everything, and that you're allowed to fail, or to, you know what I'm saying? It's important. And from that space, humbly, you get to listen to the other person. Listening is a very beautiful and important talent right because as i'm as you're listening to me you're already thinking what you're going to respond yeah so then that means that you're not listening to me that means that you are creating in your head the response so truly listening comes by you giving me your whole attention your whole presence and that's a talent that you want to cultivate no so we encourage people also to Uh, learn how to listen to themselves this is how you create silence and to the others communication yeah. is the key oh no communication is is big and like i mentioned listening to understand as opposed to just hearing to react and the, and that's the tough thing and, and hearing the whole thing i mean so that's sometimes you'll you'll have that opening line and someone will jump on it quick but they didn't get all the information And they responded in a way that doesn't make sense because if you heard the whole thing, yeah, communication is definitely uh, a lost art. I mean, it's the best way to say it. I mean, a lot of people, every everything now, and you and I were talking briefly when we were having computer issues and the sound issue, how technology is great when it works. And I think the format of communication between text messages and emails and, and I mean, all these apps that we message on it, I think that's hurt. And the human race's ability to communicate because we can do it. We do it with emojis and, and shortened text and just right to the point as opposed to talking face to face um, or even, even something like this where it's, I mean, we're in two different countries yet we can talk and see each other's and see each other's emotions and, and facial expressions. At least this has a, a human connection element to it. And I think we we're losing how to communicate because we do it so much in a very, emotionless way through through digital media and also through digital media we are assuming a lot no we read the text on the 
on the way we want to understand it. So sometimes like there's a lot of miscommunication. No. Yeah, you 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 read it in the mood that you're in. I could be as happy as happy as can be, but if you had a bad day, if you just stubbed your toe, you're gonna read it cranky. Or I can be as mad as can be, but if you had a great day, you're gonna read it in in a good way. And yeah, so a lot does get lost in that. Lost in translation. Very much so. So how would people find information on your retreats, whether it be the individual one or the couples or group retreats? Well, you can uh, search me through Instagram, which is OM Gloria Guadalupe. And I'm still building my website. So right now I don't have any other way of uh, communication, but I think this is, this is uh, a very good way of doing it. So if you're in you can always send me a message. I'm constantly sharing in my stories um, was reviews of the or, or testimonials on the retreats or experiences and showing the places where we do the retreats. So you can just follow me and then you'll see. Sounds good. Yeah. And I'll, I'm, we'll put that in, in the notes uh, so people can find you and I'll share it on our, our Instagram page. Do you have a Facebook page as well or just the Instagram? Just the Instagram. I did have a Facebook page, but I'm, I, now I don't use it anymore. Yeah, no. So I'll definitely have people look at that. Like I said, I saw, I saw you with with Alvaro, our, our mutual friends, and um, and just looked at your page. And like I said, the the positive aspect that that type of mentality caught my attention. And you and I had a, a, a nice, good hour long conversation not too long ago that w was great. And I'm mean, glad to have you on this show. Um, Zoom's kicking us off in about five minutes, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. I, I have the free account, so I don't get to go that long with it. Um, but I, I love your your outlook on everything and and making that switch. And, and I know how difficult it was. I mean, I, I left that shop, like I said, I was pushing 25 years and it was a good four years. I put a little poster up in my, all over my house. There was like five of them that just kind of reminded me what I didn't like about the place. And after four years of staring at this thing and it finally said, now's the time to make the switch because as much as you know, you'll be happier on the other side, there's also that fear of the stability. I mean, you had the stability of a paycheck. You had the stability of knowing what you're doing and it, peace of mind is definitely worth a lot more than, than the dollar. Well, and also like, because the mind is, part of the mind's job is to keep to keep us safe to keep us in the box so this is why it's very hard to get out of the box but once you get out of the box is where infinite possibilities exist so i'm inviting everybody to get the courage breathe and just focus on what you truly want and you don't have to think about it we don't have to go through the mind you just have to stay focused and breathe into it and imagine how it's feeling. Imagination is a key to create your life. So imagining, envisioning, envisioning constantly. What is that you want to create? What is that brings joy to your life? What is that brings you happiness, pleasure? What sparks your light? And you focus on that and you focus on that and you focus on that. And little by little, you start building a different life even if it's first in your head, but the imagination is the first step of creation. 
So you first imagine it in the subtle realm and then you manifest it in this earth, in this dense world. So it's, it's a process, but we can all do it because we are all magnificent. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I, I know myself that made a change. You made a change. I know a few people that, that have done that over the years. And every, every situation I've seen, they are happier and look more relaxed and, and enjoying life. Um, to, yeah, no, that's definitely an important thing to do. Um, but I thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, all, always, always great talking to you. And, and hope you guys enjoyed this show and we'll see you next week. Gracias. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.